Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back, or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. Today, we're going to talk about love. Because love, not fear, helps us to create a better tomorrow. It helps us to become more resilient. I'm also recording this on Valentine's Day here in the States, and I know it's a holiday that's been made up by Hallmark, Hallmark greeting cards, but still, it's a good day to pause, breathe, and reflect on what love is. Now, recently, I asked a whole bunch of people to finish the sentence, love is dot, dot, dot. And their responses are awesome sauce, and here are some of them. Love is taking a canoe ride. That's hard to do if you don't know how to canoe. Love is fantastic. Love is cycling something you know is difficult with the one you love because you want to share it with her and all the beautiful views. But halfway through, she wants to kill you. But you hang in there and get cocktails after. I did not write that one. As you know, if you're a listener, I'm an avid cyclist, but that one's from one of my friends. Love is a hot cup of coffee in the morning before everyone wakes up. Love is your daughters beating your dog to the door after a long business trip. Love is different for everyone, yet beautiful for all. Love is when your spouse and children never leave your side during chemo and all the crap that comes with it. Love. Is your husband bringing you your favorite Chinese food while you sit in bed with a fever from your COVID shot? That's a little bit more current day. So I just love these definitions or how people look at love. It comes in those everyday moments, the moments in between our moments that make up our life. But the question I asked in my blog this week, and I'll present to you, is what does love look like at work? And this one's harder. Because we don't really like to talk about the L word, love at work. Many think it's, well, it's soft. But by now, we know the soft skills are the hardest ones to execute on. The soft skills help us create a better tomorrow. That's the stuff, that's the juice that allows us to become resilient because it helps us to have faith to get back up again. And hopefully, knowing this, that we have support from others along the way to help us move forward. And if we fall down again, they'll be there to pick us back up. Fear does not do that. Only love does that. So one definition of what love looks like, how it's done at work, is through servant leadership. And if you've ever been working for a servant leader, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It feels like you're loved, even though We're talking about work. Because servant leaders do this. They have taken the traditional hierarchy leadership model and turned it completely upside down. They have shifted from a power over mindset to a power with mindset 
and even a power to, which is all about empowering, to their teams. They provide their team oxygen. How cool is that? Servant leaders also do this. They focus on empowering, as I just referenced, and uplifting those who work with them. And they not only teach, but they're open to learn. They're open to discovery. And here's something vital. They're also open to unlearning things, which as you get on in your career, as you go up the corporate ladder, if you will, when you have more experience, sometimes the best thing you can do is unlearn things to check your bias, open up that aperture, get more current with modern day thinking. They also serve, servant leaders that is, they serve instead of command. They lead with empathy and humility and listening versus just authority. And they show up without their body armor on, at least most of the time, because we all wear a little bit of it because they're comfortable being vulnerable in the arena. They know that's what helps to build trust. And the other thing that builds trust is that their words and actions, their behaviors, there's alignment, meaning that their walk or their talk matches their walk. And they also create space for their team members to excel. And here's the big thing that a lot of leaders have trouble grasping because as we move up, we've always had the right answer. We feel like we're in control. But as we go higher, we lose control. And servant leaders give up control. And as a result of that, they actually find more of it through agility. They know how to go with the flow, if you will. And this becomes ever so important in the uncertainty that we face as we pedal into what will become a hopefully a better normal. It's what helps us become more resilient, being comfortable with that uncertainty. But there are some blind spots to servant leadership. Some people call it servant leadership, but they don't behave in that way because they're coming from a different place in their heart. A lot of people give, but they give in order to get. They give in order to fill up their cup, to serve or placate their ego. And that form of giving isn't necessarily servant leadership because it's really about them. And a lot of times it does mask a lot of their insecurities. I have a little phrase for some of the corporate folks out there, the blue blazer syndrome. It's more of a look or a prism of male leadership that we wear our blue blazers around as our body arm or as our mask. And a lot of times it's protecting our insecurity because we haven't yet become a servant leader. We're not ready to take off that body armor and be vulnerable in the arena. And we give not because we're thinking about others. Primarily, we're thinking about ourselves. So the giving part's great, but it's not full-on, full-gas servant leadership because we're still making it about ourselves. True servant leaders make it about others. And when they're triggered, they look for opportunities for others first because they know by serving them well, there'll be a downstream impact on them that will be positive. And here's another thing I want to leave you with is that servant leadership is also about self-care. They know, those servant leaders, they know they have to 
put up some boundaries. They need to dive into their self-care in order to serve. We've all heard the saying when we've gotten on flights, and I haven't been on a flight now for almost a year, that we should put our own oxygen mask on first before assisting others. And I love that saying, but a lot of times we blow past it or we don't even pay attention to that safety announcement. So I'll give you another visual. I love being outside. That's one of the reasons when I do my blog, I'm outside all the time, out in my backyard, having a chit chat about something important. Even when it's cold outside, even when it's shovel season, as it is here in New Jersey, I love being out in the trees. And I look at the trees as a different form of servant leadership because they also give us oxygen. You know, think about it. Before the trees can provide the oxygen we breathe, they soak in water and nutrients from the soil, sun when it comes out. It's their self-care routine. And without that, they can't produce the oxygen we need to survive. Again, when you look at everything, it all comes back down to our breath. So servant leaders help us breathe. They give us oxygen, whether we're talking about at work, in our communities, or the trees in your backyard. So here's my advice. Step into servant leadership, especially now especially when it's so uncertain. People need this type of support. We have to make it about others, yes. But as you go down this path towards being a greater servant leader tomorrow than you are today, don't forget to nurture yourself. It's not selfish. It's absolutely essential if you're going to be the type of leader that can help lift others up the type of leader that builds the type of cultures that will create a better tomorrow for all of us. So don't forget your self-care. Don't forget to feed yourself. Don't forget to breathe, to help others breathe. If you don't, the risk is painful. In many circles, it's called burnout. And there's really nothing to love about that. I'm just saying, and I think you would agree. So as always, thanks for listening tuning in to our Kintsugi podcast to learn a little bit more about resilience. Thanks for subscribing and sharing it with your Peloton and leaving a review from time to time. And I hope you'll share this one with someone you love. Maybe that servant leader that had a profound impact on your career or your life in one way or another. So until next week, remember to pause, breathe and reflect that's one way to keep the love in all of our relationships, including the relationship that we have with ourselves. And of course, as always, have fun storming the castle. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.